off the leash is off and running week 18 the entire regular season in the books for the cleveland browns mark schwab ashley holder with you for the big share the big program <laughs> leah doherty on special assignment which is to say she's off today she's having some fun all right, Ash, uh, the, the drama is over. It started Saturday night with the whole AFC South showdown in Indy, and then it concluded on Sunday when the Jaguars lost. It is Browns and Texans in Houston. What do you think? I think it's going to be a great game. Obviously, we know C.J. Stroud is back. That's who they were missing. They know that Amari Cooper cannot go for 265 again. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's really going to come down to the defensive side of the ball per usual, how it has been pretty much all season long. Um, curious to see what Joe Flacco looks like in this one without maybe because I'm assuming that they limit Amari a lot more than what they let him do prior, right? I would assume that's a point of emphasis for them. But I think it's going to be a good game. You know, playoff football is different. It's different than that mm -hmm. regular season. They know it's do or die. You got to win to keep going. It's so weird because they, the Browns could have played either of those three teams. Could have been the Colts, could have been the Texans, could have been the Jags. They played all three of them. They beat all three of them. This is the only one that we feel like we can't count the regular season game, right? Because obviously yeah. Stroud missing, that is a huge difference. Whereas if they played the Colts or played the Jags, you're looking at that game, this, that, and the other. This guy's pretty equal. They had Lawrence. Minshew is what he is. We're talking about this. Game, no, we have no idea what to make of that. First you didn't game. want to see Stroud. You were you would have been okay seeing Lawrence because he's got the shoulder injury, still kind of dealing with that. And then Minshew was kind of like a toss up. He might be good. He might not. Be. Right. But Stroud, for the most part, we know he's consistent. And honestly, man, he's hungry. Like, he's hungry. He wants to do well for the city. He wants to put the team on his back. And then you have a coach like D'Amico who's just doing really well with his first year with that team. I just think, like, their camaraderie is almost kind of close of, like, how the Bills are, even though we may not see it. But it, it seems like that on the field for them. The Browns actually have the better record. They won one more game and could have been two. Obviously, the Browns did not really try at all in Week 18 against the Bengals, let but me, they'll be on the road. Go let ahead. me ask you something. I don't mean to cut you off, nope. but a, a couple of people have brought this up to me. What do you think about it switching to having the better record rather than who wins the division? Um, how do you feel about that? Whether who's hosting a game? Because some yeah. people are like, "Well, that's whack. Like we have the better we have the better record, but we've got to go to Houston or blase blah." You know what I mean? Vice versa. I, I might be wrong. I, I'm not a fan of. The, I, I like keeping it the way it is, and I understand that you know the Browns have a better record, but they'll be on the road. I think sometimes it's hard to strictly go off record only because some teams have better divisions. In this case, the Browns division is better than the Texans, but sometimes the team with one fewer win might have played in a harder division, so they played a harder schedule. So I don't know. I do think there's something to be said of having that out there as an incentive to win your division, and you're guaranteed the playoff, the home playoff game at least once. So I like it. I'm pretty old school about some things, though. So, And I wouldn't be surprised if at some point the NFL changed that policy or change seating or something along those lines, but I'm fine with it the way it is. I don't know. Do you like, would you like that? Or, or what do you think? I mean, I think it's always made sense. Like you said, it has incentive, but I also would like to see it change just to see if, you know, someone's getting 12 wins and them host the game rather than, and they might be a six seed. I know that's yeah. probably doesn't make sense them being a six seed with 12 wins, but I'm just saying like, if it was something like that, I'm curious to see it be like that. It, uh, but I think it will change over time. I agree with that. The, the NFL seems to always change things that I feel like don't need changing. And yeah. this does happen every once in a while where there's a lower seeded team um, that does have more wins than the team they're playing. I, I don't know if there's a perfect system because usually I feel like, if you make changes to address that, 
there's going to be some downside where it's like down the road. Well, this, if we hadn't changed it, then it would have been this way. I, yeah. I just, you're never going to win on it. I might be wrong. Maybe there's no downside to that at all, but I do just feel like that maybe, uh, leave it the way it is. Yeah. But, yeah. But we'll, we'll see. Random but, question. I went to Susie's and someone brought that up to me and I was like, point Susie soup and deli yep shout out to Susie soup and deli love, love it there and love those guys very tasty soup very tasty deli had a pimento have... cheese uh soup today it was delicious and a ciabatta turkey whatever that is sandwich sandwich is yeah. the term you're looking for yep. here and Bread, a pickle meat, and a pickle yep all right now that we've got the keep the... it healthy with some water <laughs> wash it down yeah. you ever been to uh NRG stadium I have been there, but I have not been there for a football game. I went there for um, like a Battle of the Bands type of thing. Okay. Yeah, All right. with the HBCU Classic, but I hadn't been there for an actual football game. I was actually there for a playoff game, mm-hmm. uh, Bengals-Texans. I'm going back like 10, 12 years. It was the Andy Dalton, A.J. Green rookie-led Bengals oh, that got there, and Arian AJ Foster. Green. What a was, great time. Yeah, that was – I'll tell you what. The reason I bring this up, and I said this on – I think it was fifth quarter yesterday. I was talking about it. It's the loudest building I've ever been in with the roof really? closed. Now, I have not been to every facility. Yeah. But, I mean, I've obviously been in my share of buildings. And with the roof closed that day, it was the loudest thing I had ever been in. Mm. I'm not going to say it's the loudest in the NFL, but my point is that is that is definitely a home field advantage. If they keep the roof closed, I would think they would because why wouldn't you want to make that a house of sound and fury? Yeah. So it could get very very loud in there, and you, that's where you are glad. Somebody like Joe Flacco has been through that a million times. Yeah, he's able to deal with that type of pressure, and they talk about that all season long since he's been here. You say all season long. He hasn't been here the entire five season. Five days. But it seems like it's <laughs> it been a like lot five, longer than five like games, five games, right? Yeah. But, yeah, that's where you, you, you get a guy like that who under pressure has no problem, right? Think about when he played in the Super Bowl. I can imagine how loud it was there and the type of pressure he was under there and ended up as MVP. So, I mean, Flacco... Flacco is flacking, man. He's got it. Flacking. F L A C C I N G. No, could... not not even I N G. I N apostrophe. Flacking. 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 That man is flacking. He's flacking. Uh, the this oh, is... there's there's the name of the podcast today. Flacking. Flacking. That mother flacking. Hey now, this is a family <laughs> program. The this is the first game for Flacco where he gets to see an opponent for the second time in this offense. I don't know if that means anything because he's played a lot of football anyway, but I did notice that. Like, oh, yeah, he gets another shot at them in this system. and then yeah. everything. We'll see. I don't know if that means anything or not. But, right. Uh, it's so hard because you look at how that first game went. I mean, what? He had 368 yards and two touchdowns. There were or, two sorry, things. Three touchdowns, two interceptions. And it's just like, dang, like a lot of that, again, was Amari. all to Amari. That's the so thing. I don't – does that – that's that's not going to replicate itself. There, I just don't feel comfortable saying they're going to do that exactly again. I don't. There, I think, were, there were two things about that game that – will not replicate. One, you're not getting Case Keenum. Two, Amari Cooper's not going for 265 yards. I'd be so, shocked if that happened. In that yeah. respect, you got to figure, that's probably not happening again. Now, here's the thing. What if Amari goes for a buck 50? Najoku goes for 95, you know, and, and we'll see. We don't we don't know about Tillman. I, actually, if he's in the yeah, protocol. The concussion yeah, protocol. But, but maybe it's somebody, you know. Okay, so maybe Amari doesn't Moore's go for back. 265. Somebody else does something else. 
it's not unreasonable to think that they could replicate the production in the aggregate. It's just not one guy going right. crazy. I really wanted to get aggregate on the show today, and now I was able and to they, do that. And they might, <laughs> good for you. Thank you. Thank you. And the run game probably has to get a lot better. I mean, there's only 54 total yards on the ground um, for them. That, in the first that, game? In the first game between them. So I just think overall, like, this is where you have to have all of your cylinders hitting. Like, totally. all phases of the game have yes. to work. But I also know that the good thing about it is, well, it depends the way you look at it, right? For both Cleveland and Texans, and we can say this for anybody that's seen each other again, you're going to go off what that first game looked like. So they know they've got to be able to shut these guys down. Okay, how, how are they going to monitor Amari? How are they going to look at, let's just say, if it's more out there or Najoku, like you said, the run game, whatnot. Like their defense knows that they have a tough, tough task above, like in front of them, basically. All right, I'm going to have you play. I think if we talk coach of the year candidates, the, the top two guys are probably squaring off in this game. I, th- I feel like it's Kevin Stefanski. I, or should be. I'm going to have you play devil's advocate. Make a case for D'Amico Ryans to be clearly the coach of the year over Kevin Stefanski. Can you? I'm throwing you on the spot here a little bit. Yeah, I do think so, because I think when he got hired, everyone gave him so much slack, thinking that he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready to take over that team, and look what he's done. He's been able to lead them to a playoff berth. They've they've, uh, drafted wonderfully. I mean, I'm sure it's not just him that had something to do with drafting, but they got a really great guy. I think they have a great team. I think for his first year, it's, it's great. I mean, what more do you want? He's taking you to a a playoff game. Right. Which hasn't happened since what for them? uh, It might have been the the year after I was talking about it. No, they've been there with Watson. They they were up on the Chiefs. It was about five years ago. Right, five years ago. I'm I'm picking, say five. Let's just say, yeah, let's say it's five. It's a couple years ago, period. Kind of like the rounds a little bit. Right. And he leads them to a playoff berth. It still gets it done on the road. At the yeah. end of the day, you know what I mean? So he's done a great job, and I think he's been able to get the guys to, to buy in. And I think he's a great candidate for it. It's just the fact of what the Browns have been through. That is the that is the problem, right? When you look just alone at the quarterback situation, there's four. there's been five quarterbacks at this point. You can go ahead yeah. and count Jeff in there because he still made a start. Five quarterbacks, five, and they've still managed to get to a wild card game and still have an 11-win season. And you look at Chubb and every all the, just all these – huge injuries as we don't have to even go down this rabbit hole again. Mm-hmm. He's just done a good job. So considering considering where he is, do I think it's also Fansky? Obviously, H-E double hockey six, no. But he's going to get mo- most of the credit on that. I think if Schwartz isn't there, I think that this is a different – I think it's a different team, though. I can tell you that right now. You know, Flacco has obviously been a tremendous story, and he's been fun to talk about and cover over these last few weeks, and he's given a shot in the arm to the offense and a lot of fun, I think, for the fans to try to latch on here over the last month or so. But can you imagine the storyline if it were Browns going to Houston and Deshaun Watson had never got injured and he was the starting quarterback of this game? Imagine the analysis of that trade and the talking points going back and forth all week. Yeah, but if I had to choose, I would still take Flacco going back to Baltimore way more than I would take. I Deshaun agree. Going back that's, to that. I, I would say that's that would be a better storyline yeah. because he obviously did more there than Watson did in Houston. Right. And, and I mean, I get the whole Watson thing. I don't know. I just felt like it was un. A part of me just felt like it was unnecessary drama. To be honest with you, I felt like it was like he. Which part? I just think like him getting traded. Him getting traded. I just don't think it was a big deal. 
Really? Three firsts, $230 million? You didn't think it was a big deal? Okay. No, like, no, no, as far whoa, as big, whoa, news, whoa, whoa. big news. I didn't say that. I just think about him getting traded. I think the money was absolutely astronomical. It's stupid. But that's just me. Like, I, I, just, I just feel like that much amount of money to not know what he could do technically, mm-hmm. technically, I just thought was a little bit crazy. But I also thought there's no way this guy stays here the entire time with that much money either. You know, most of those people, you try, they're going to get traded or whatnot or some. They're going to try and get someone to get, to take that. It's the way I looked at it. It's, it's not I, like I thought he was going to stay here forever. And okay. I also didn't think with that type of money they were going to take him. He was going to take him to a Super Bowl. No, I don't think that. But I think for 230, you have to take him for a Super Bowl. You, I, I mean, you have to take them to a Super Bowl. To, to, to be considered worth what you paid for. Yes, him. I agree. If, if he I gets that, that much money and never sees yes. a Super Bowl, that was a waste of money. I agree. Like, you could have just gave him a, if you I just, don't know, give him $100 million or something. If I'd you, have, uh, well, then they don't get him. Then he doesn't come here. Well, then I then he's and in guess Atlanta what? Or and, one, and we're still not in the Super Bowl. Right. No, so, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. I think unless they reach a Super Bowl, and I'll tell you what, Reaching the Super Bowl and losing it is the most excruciating thing a fan can go through. It is awful. So while it's, we'll be happy to be there, that's cool. When the clock says zero and it's the other team hoisting the Lombardi, it is sports fan death. Now that said, the Browns have never even been there. So if Watson leads them there and they lose, fine. Better to go and win it. But if they don't even get there, then yeah, I'm with you. It's a bad trade. But what what if Flacco takes them further than what Deshaun takes them, period? Well, then that's going to... Let's just say like an AFC championship. And and Deshaun doesn't even take them there. Then in five years, they're going to be talking about how the guy who came off the couch was better than the $230 million man. Here's, Here's the other thing. We'd be talking about Watson... And what that would mean and all that stuff that he's there. Here's what we are going to hear regardless. All of the stuff that the Texans, quote, got for Watson versus what the Browns got and what they have gotten out of Watson. And obviously he's not even playing in this game. I will. This story kind of bugs me because every time you see this, here's the list of all the stuff that Texans got. They always put Will Anderson on the list who was the third pick in the draft. The Texans picked Stroud second. They were picking again like 10th or 12th because they had the Browns pick. Mm -hmm. They traded that along with their 24 first to get up to three. So the Browns giving them their first allowed them to move up. But Mm -hmm. they don't, the Browns don't have Will Anderson if they hold their pick. And it's flawed every time I see this list of stuff the Texans got from the Browns trade. Mm -hmm. The Browns don't have Will Anderson. There was never a scenario, but that's clearly the best thing on that list. Tank Dell is a fluke. I'm sorry. All of the analytics say Tank Dell shouldn't be good. He happened to be good. Great on the Texans for picking him. It's worked out wonderfully for them. He'll be a good player for them for years. There's no reason to believe he should have been been good based on many of the analytics with receivers. Mm -hmm. A lot of the other stuff, the guy's been hurt. I'm not saying it's a bad trade one way or another, but I absolutely hate the flawed list of here's what the Browns got, here's what the Texans got, and the first thing on there is the guy who's probably going to be the defensive rookie of the year and the Browns no way could have got that player. Right. Sorry, I had to get off my no, no, I had to get that off my chest. You listen, I'm going to let you go because you were here dealing with it, not me. It was it was um I, yeah, I remember that they moved up. Here's the other thing. And this is where you got to clearly, even if he doesn't win coach of the year, you have to give D'Amico Ryan a lot of credit. When the Texans made the move, they got Stroud and then they turned right around, moved up to 3 and got Will Anderson. And they gave up their future first to do that, the one we just discussed. Mm -hmm. They were getting ripped up and down for trading their first in 2024. And people were saying the Cardinals, who were the team they got that 
they made that move with. Mm -hmm. The Cardinals would have the first and second picks in the draft this year because the Cardinals would be so terrible, their first would be up there, and the Texans would be so terrible, they would have the probably the second pick or the first pick. And wouldn't you know it, all of the internet Twitter critics, not even close to accurate, Mm-hmm. as the Texans way better than anyone expected. And the Cardinals weren't the worst football team in the league. Yep. And they, the Texans were ripped up and down for that. And instead, what did they do? They got aggressive. They moved up. They got a kid that's really good. They addressed the two most important positions in football back-to-back. Quarterback, pass rusher, way to go, Houston. They got it done. Houston, we have a problem. I just wanted to say that. It's actually Houston, we've had a problem. It's we've had a problem? Yeah, Houston, we've had a problem. I've never Actually, heard no, that. no, wait a minute. Wait a I've minute. never heard that. You know what it is? In The, the movie got I, it wrong. He said we had a problem. The movie got it wrong. You're saying when he said it, it was wrong? The Tom Hanks line in the movie? Right, like, like you're saying he said it the, wrong the, the script, and they kept it? The movie script was wrong. I, so, and then what? They just decided to keep it? They just wrote it. No, they wrote that script incorrectly. I think the script said, Houston, we've had a problem. And, and he said, one of them is we have a problem. And the, the film said, or we've had a problem or something like that. Yeah, but let's be honest. Houston, I did not we think ha- Houston, we have a problem is way I, better. I'll tell you what. I did not think we would be quoting Jim Lovell on the show today. But that's what, you, you know, <laughs> no, Jim, I Apollo 13. He was the commander who uh, said that famous line. OK, OK. Uh, one of the most famous astronauts in history because of a. A mission that went, well, I shouldn't say went sideways. It was called a successful failure. They survived. They just didn't land on the moon. They came home. Well, at least they I, I love NASA history, so I'm going to yeah. nerd out there for a minute. Yeah, it makes me sad, though, because when I watch, like, the TikTok, TikTok, like, videos, and it shows a lot of, like, the clips of, what was the? Apollo 13. Yeah. Is that Apollo 13? That's Apollo 13. That blew up? Uh, that no, had the, the one that blew up. The shuttle blew up. Oh, the shuttle blew Challenger up. blew up. Yes. Columbia yes, the Challenger, blew up. That's what it Apollo is. Apollo 13 was back in 1970. It was the mm-hmm, third mm-hmm. Apollo mission to the moon. The challenging, Challenger one was sad. They both I mean, they're, they're all sad, bad, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, this specific one I was watching, they were just showing, like, the family and the, you know. Is this and, the Netflix show you're talking about? No, there's a Netflix one on it. There's a Netflix show What's on the called? Challenger. Um, just search. Oh, NASA is it a documentary Challenger. though? Yeah, it's like four. Because I'm all about documentaries. Right, it's, I like love a, documentaries. it's one of those docu series. It's like four episodes. Yeah, and they show like had their family there and just people mm-hmm. watching. It's like yes, kind of crazy when you think about it. And, like that's tough. Like as their family and just. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. We're talking about this. But. It's it's well, you know, it's one thing goes to another, but it, that is definitely worth. Yeah, a, a watch I got to get more into Netflix. NASA stuff. And I, when I came here, when I came here to look at apartments to move here and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know like NASA had XYZ here. Yeah, and then there was NASA an apartment Glenn. building that I looked at and it used to be the, they said it was the old NASA building and they made it into apartments. It's across the street from where I guess the new one is now like over there yeah. um, by the airport. Yeah. And um, it's kind of crazy because they made it apartments, but you, it's so soundproof dude that you can't, you literally can't hear nothing from the other, from the other, from the um, airport. No, from your neighbor. Like, that's how much it is. And there are wide hallways and, like, there's a bunch of doors that they sealed off and everything like that. Because So the point is you can tell that it was a building prior, like a different type of working building than an apartment, but they made it into apartments. That's why the the rooms were a little too small for my liking, so we didn't end up. I absolutely love that this show can start on Browns Texans, navigate to NASA history to soundproof apartments that (laughs) Ashley has checked out near the airport. No, it's still NASA, though. Yeah, I got it. It was the old NASA it's building. Th- we're, we're connecting dots. If you're here. looking for an apartment, I mean, please check it out. I don't live there, but I'm just saying, <laughs> check it out. All right. Now, I usually start us off with a true false question. I did not do this this time because, honestly, 
we're just really busy and I forgot. And this show is kind of slapped together. I shouldn't admit that, but that's just the way it is. So we're going to close with the true-false question. Ashley Holder, true-false question of the week. This is just very straightforward. The Cleveland Browns will beat the Houston Texans. True. True. I agree. True. I mean, we don't need to talk about why. I, I, it's just going to happen. I, I feel like we, we kind of kicked it. I, yeah. I, just feel like, I just feel like that they are going to be able to do enough to slow down uh, C.J. Stroud, and I feel like... Uh, this is where I'm putting maybe too that much faith de- in Jim Schwartz is do it every time. and that defense Period. and Miles and this that. I feel like they're going to be able to cause enough havoc. Yeah, and I do think at some point the other. I tell shoe, you right now, if Miles is not the defensive player of the year, that man is about to turn up in the playoffs for real. I hope so. That would be fun to watch. I uh, I do feel at some point the other shoe will drop with Joe Flacco. I just don't yeah. think it's this week. Yeah. Yeah, and even if it was, defense is still there to pick you up defense at the is end of the day. still there. It, listen, it's going to be a tough one. I think no matter what they get past this one, I'm going to be honest, but let me put this before we uh, close it out. Mm-hmm. What's just more exciting to me about these playoffs is not necessarily the, him. I used to get really excited about him going back to um, – Baltimore, mm-hmm. but it's just man that Bills in that Dolphins game was really throwing stuff off because I said whoever they play, I know that they can beat them first. Outside of, the Bills have to me not a straight shot, but they've got a decent shot to get to the AFC uh, Championship game. When you look at it, who they're playing, I mean they're already going to run over the Steelers. And to me, I just don't think that that's someone that they compete with at all. Like they're going to run over them. But that Dolphins and Chiefs game, I think it's very possible that the Dolphins walk out of there with a win. I wonder if it's going to be snowing or not because that wonder if that will affect these South Florida boys. But still, I think that that's and I'm just saying that shifts what what we're doing. Right. We might bypass the Ravens because of that. And then you end up in Old Orchard playing the Bills. Yeah, this is um, it's just an exciting one. Like you, it's just you can't really figure it out what's going to happen. It's a very weird year in the AFC. But the Browns, while having a weird year of their own, and I understand injuries happen everywhere. We know that. But obviously what the Browns have gone through at quarterback specifically this year, very, very irregular. That's going to do it for another action-packed episode of Off the Leash, Ashley. See ya. Safe travels this week, too. Thanks. Here Let me know where to go Going eat. to Houston Thursday. Yep. Uh, my favorite place is Papacito's. Delicious. Oh my God. Are you talking about Papados and Papacitos? It's, it's not, the same. It's the same. It's the same brand. One is, yes, one I know. is Mexican. I'm, the other I, one is. No, one's Super. Tex-Mex Cantina. Papa's is a whole thing down yeah, there. Yeah, but right, that is, but Papacitos and Papados. I'm, I'm familiar. I can eat that in Atlanta. I don't want to eat that. They I want to eat something that's different. They got Papacitos in Atlanta. And Papa, across the street from each other, Papacitos and Papados. I am going to Atlanta. In Marietta.